I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSEN, the sports betting network. See you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King from his remote studio. This is the nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we are watching game two of the Western Conference Finals. And Sean, a much different story from that of game one here in San Francisco. Yeah, and I expected Dallas to bounce back. Uh, it looks like this series is going to revolve around what they're shooting from three, 11 of 48 in game one, unable to knock down three-pointers. Game got out of hand. They had a little stretch where they let Golden State back in it, but overall, they've been shooting excellent from the three. And if they can make these threes, Scott, I actually picked Dallas pre-flop to win this series, have them to win 4-2 or 4-3. So I'm liking the way the first half is going so far. Wow. Uh, you know, I like Dallas plus the points in this game. Um, and, and six and a half just seemed like a lot, like it was in game one, but I felt that there was a better spot for Dallas here in game two as opposed to game one. Jason Kidd has been making adjustments all playoffs long, and I made the argument, Sean, if you were giving out a coach of the year award just for the playoffs – it would be Jason Kidd. He has done wonders here in this postseason. He has, and I think the thing that he's excelled at is, one, making guys that aren't household names extremely confident in their role, and two, getting the most out of those players. I mean, 
think about when Luca was injured. It was Jalen Brunson that that stepped up and you know really you know had an outstanding series against Utah. And when Luca came back, the guys kind of just fit into where they're supposed to be. And, and Scott, don't forget this. He's doing all of this without their second best player because Tim Hardaway Jr. is injured. So uh, I agree with you 100%. Excellent job by Jason Kidd. Hopefully he can continue to make these adjustments because I have Dallas pre-flop in this series, <laughs> but I also have Dallas to win the NBA championship and Luka to be NBA Finals MVP. So let's go Mavs. Luka Doncic scored 20 points in game one as Andrew Wiggins did a tremendous job Ding him up. Luka has 18. He had 18 in the first quarter of this game. So I think he's going to have over 20. He's at 19 points right now on an efficient 6 of 10 shooting 2 of 4 from 3-point range. But he's getting contributions elsewhere, which is the key to Dallas winning this game. 19 points already from Jalen Brunson, who has made four three-pointers. Reggie Bullock has made four three-pointers. Also, he has 13 points. Dorian Finney-Smith has made three three-pointers. He's got nine points. And for the Warriors, Steph Curry's got 14, but no one else is contributing. And if no one else is going to pick this thing up, I don't know if they come back in this game, Sean. Yeah, I hope they don't, because I took the Mavs' money line tonight, so... Hopefully the Mavs can continue this. Also great to see that uh, that shoulder injury that people were whispering about with Luka doesn't seem to be infecting him because when he's on, Dallas generally has a great chance for success. And I love what he does because he operates right there from the free throw line. You know, he likes to back down. And the difference to me is when you try and double at the free throw line, it really allows those wing and corner shooters to have separation and space. And, you know, like you know, and I know, and I think everybody's watching knows, these guys are shooting with confidence. You know, Finney Smith, Brunson, Dinwoody, you know, uh, was, what's the tall guy? Barons, I think is his name. Bertrand, I mean, these yeah. guys, yeah, these guys are, are are not afraid. You know, even when they went through that stretch where they were missing, they continued, you know, to be confident and shoot. And this Dallas team is dangerous. Just ask Phoenix. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Right now, there's two minutes left in the first half. It's a 66-48 game, the Dallas Mavericks with the lead. Uh, we have seen the last 12 playoff games have a margin of victory over 20 points. In fact, since May 1st, we have had, I guess, 29 playoff games, if that's correct. And... Of those 29 games, 26 of them, the cover margin has been by five or more points. Only three of the 29 games since May 1st have came within five points of the closing number. One, that just goes to show you that if you like a team, uh, they're going to cover the spread, right? And if you like an underdog, just take them on the money line because there's no way a team's going to lose and, and, and cover. At least that's not what the trends are telling you, but... The other point that I'm trying to make and, and what I want your opinion on is has this postseason been boring? And, 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 and hear me out. We haven't had a close game in a while. Maybe since the Bucks celtics game, what was it, game five or game six, what it was the three-point game. All these blowouts, these games are over by half, Sean. Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of it has to do with most of the stars are currently not in the playoffs, you know, meaning Durant's not there, uh, LeBron's not there. Uh, Giannis is eliminated. Giannis is out now. Uh, Kawhi, 
you know, Anthony Davis, like the guys that normally, you know, you gravitate to watch, they aren't in the playoffs. And, you know, I think it's a microcosm, Scott, of the fact that it's turned into such a jump-shooting league. Like, you see guys on the regular turn down layups to kick out for three-pointers, and we haven't really gotten any games where both teams were hitting their shots. Hmm. It seems like one team is hitting everything and the other team is shooting like the basket is moving. And I think the NBA has a problem. I've mentioned this to Tim multiple times. I would say, just based on the people that I know, and that's a, a large group, more people are excited about the Rangers Hurricanes tonight than they were at Golden State <laughs> Dallas. So, I mean, basketball better be careful. It's almost like the NFL coming out with their schedule release was was more captivating, more entertaining, uh, drew more eyes and created more interest than any of the matchups, you know, that the NBA had. And, and then they kind of got unfortunate because of Chris Middleton not being there, the Milwaukee-Boston Matchup didn't turn out to what I think it could have been if Middleton was healthy. But, you know, the NBA's got to figure this thing out. They keep getting the influx of talent of guys that aren't recognizable because no one watches high school basketball unless your son is playing for that high school team. And most of these guys are only staying in college for one year or they're not going to college at all. So you're getting so many guys in the NBA that people aren't familiar with. I love NBA basketball. Scott, I'll be honest. There are multiple times, even now in the playoffs, well, I'll have to go to Google hmm. and ask, where did this player go to college? Who is number 42 for the Mavs? So I think a, a lack of, of, of development with their younger stars is also an issue. Well, we're seeing right now, as I mentioned, uh, the average cover margin of the uh, last 29 games in the playoffs, 15.3 points per game. Uh, 16 of the 29 ATS winners since May 1st have covered by double digits and only three of the last 29 games have come within five points of the closing number. Let's translate this now to the game that we have coming up on Saturday, which is game three between the Celtics and the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, where the Celtics are now six and a half point favorites, Sean. Well, I just don't think Miami has the firepower when Boston is healthy. You know, so when they have uh, uh, Smart and uh, Horford, mm -hmm. you know, and Williams has missed some games, when those three guys are all there, I mean, I just don't know who to be upset with with Miami. I mean, Butler gave you 29 in, in, in game two, and, and it still was, you know, not enough. So, I, I mean, are we upset? Bam up uh, out of bio as – well-rounded of a player as he is, Scott. He's only a career 13-and-a-half-point-a-game guy. Uh, I mean, Vincent, are we going to get upset with him? I mean, maybe they have to get Kyle Lowry back. They need a secondary score in order to stay with Boston because Boston has so many guys that, especially this playoffs, have proven that they can step up and, and make baskets. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins this thing 4-1. I just don't mm. see a pathway to Miami winning these games unless Boston just has a night where, where they can't hit a shot. You know, I, I looked at this series and I thought that, yeah, we, 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 we might get a long series. These teams are just too talented. Miami's been great all season long. Uh, I thought that game one was the right spot for the Heat. You know, the Celtics coming off the game seven, it was just the right spot. And of course, once it's announced that there's no Horford and there's no Marcus Smart, there's no other way to go besides taking Miami, and we saw the spread completely shift. 
But if we focus on what the market was telling us before this series, Sean, that was that the Celtics were the better team, right? The pre-series price, Celtics minus 190 already. A team without home court advantage was minus 190 in the series. And in game one, they opened as a point and a half underdog, which meant that on a neutral floor, they'd be a point and a half favorite. Now, if we take that and translate it to what it should be priced in Boston, that's a four and a half point line. The line is at six and a half. Is that too much of an overreaction to what we saw in game two? I don't think so, because when you really, you know, dig a little deeper into how Miami got here, uh, Hawks overachieved last year in the playoffs, but coming into this year's playoffs, you knew they were a flawed team. They didn't put up a lot of resistance. They caught the 76ers without Joel Embiid for the first two games, and then they caught a Sixers team for whatever reason that just seemed unmotivated mm. after that. So I don't know that Miami's really been tested. So I think that six, six and a half point margin is actually accurate. And the only thing that I'm regretting, Scott, is after Boston lost the first game of this series, they became the underdog yes. to win the series. The and value was there. The buyback opportunity have, was yeah, there. Yeah, we should have put a lot of money on Boston at that point. Mm-hmm. We just were uncertain of when we were going to get Horford back. Yeah, you could have got it plus 125 on the series price after they dropped game one. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. We'll continue the NBA playoff conversation, get into a little Major League Baseball. we got to update you on what's going on in the hockey as well. Full show. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Zid Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. 
Zin is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zin.com, that's Z-Y-N.com to learn more and find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently hey use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. This is the nightcap here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are at the half of game two of the Western Conference Finals. And Sean, we got a wrap for now. 72-58, the Mavericks leading the Golden State Warriors. Luka Doncic, 24 points on 7 of 12 shooting in the first half. Jalen Brunson with 20 points on 7 of 10 shooting in the first half. Steph Curry does have 20 points as well on 7 of 12 shooting. What chance do you give the Warriors to come back in this game? Well, I bet the Mavs money line, so none. well let's take a look here let's see if we can let's see what the second half action is at right now uh live line i got dallas minus six on the live line warriors minus seven and a half for the second half any feel uh i don't think dallas uh if you look at what they've done in the playoffs they have not been a team that took their foot off the gas when they've gotten these leads so uh i trust Jason Kidd, I trust Luca. You know, they understand how important the start of the second half is, that first half of the third quarter, to not allow Golden State to feel like they're going to get back in this game. So I like Dallas. You know, in these situations thus far in the playoffs, I mean, they really have extended these leads. So uh, I thought this series would play out like this. Hopefully I'm right, and uh, we'll see. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I look at that second half line, and – I really like Dallas. And the reason being is just based on what we've seen this entire playoffs, right? We've seen routes. This is the teams are just blowing teams out. I gave you the numbers before. Teams are blowing teams out. The cover margins over 15 points per game. And it, it's these aren't close games. The first five to 10 minutes here in the second half will tell the story. If the Warriors Absolutely. aren't able to go on an 8-0 run, a 9-0 run, a 10-2 run, something like that to start the third quarter, they're going to mail it in. We saw them mail it in against the, the the Grizzlies, right? When they got blown out in that, what was it, game five? We saw them mail it in. This is a team that accepts defeat and just says we live to play another day. I think they throw in the towel if they don't go on a, an early run here in the third quarter. I would agree with you, and I don't want to mush myself because I have Dallas – on the money line, but Golden State is actually pretty lucky to be here. I mean, they tried to lose game one and two in Memphis <laughs> at the end of those games. So it's not like this is a Golden State team that's been playing, you know, with, with everything clicking on all cylinders. So, you know, they've been showing maybe some age. Um, for the most part, Klay Thompson has not been himself this playoffs. I know he had a great, I think it was game five or six against Memphis, but for the most part, you know, he has not been the Clay Thompson of old. Doesn't look like he's completely healthy and confident coming off of back-to-back injuries. It looks like Draymond is starting to show his age. And, you know, I always told, you know, everyone this, that Jordan Poole is a superstar thing I thought was a little premature. Hmm. You know, I was like, I want to see him do it 
on this stage. And uh, so far, he has not been able to turn into Kevin Durant-ish, you know, as another component on this Golden State team that's capable of taking over games. So hopefully that storyline maintains its accuracy Mm -hmm. in the second half because in full context, I do have Dallas on the money line. So this is a beautiful painting that I'm witnessing. Well, we got Warriors 21 of 41 from the field. The Mavericks 23 of 44 from the field. And uh, the Warriors with 10 turnovers. The Mavericks with 7 turnovers. The difference in the game is the 15 three-pointers made by Dallas compared to just 8 three-pointers made by the Warriors. So I think we'll see what happens to start the second half. Warriors minus 7.5 for the second half. And I like Dallas because I think that they will pull away and win this one and Cruz uh, continue a double-digit lead and win this one uh, by double digits. I'm Scott Seidenberg. To, to, put, a, to put an exclamation yep. point on that, uh, Scott, they hit 15 in the first half. Mm-hmm. They hit 11 in the entire game yes. in game one. So they're yep. shooting much better. They're much more confident. And when they're hitting their threes, and I'm just telling you, they're really, really tough to beat. And for anyone saying, well, that's obvious, that's everybody, not everybody's as dependent on the three as Dallas. Like, they go out of their way to create open looks from three. So, you know, when they're hitting their threes, I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't win the Warriors series. And, you know, I'd love to see Dallas and Boston in in the finals. I just think that would be Mm. entertaining. I think it'd be back and forth, you know. And it'd also be an opportunity for two new superstars to emerge in Luka and Jason Tatum. Those two going head-to-head, seeing who can prevail. You know, it's 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 amazing you say that because I've had this conversation throughout this NBA playoffs that if you were starting a franchise right now, okay, moving forward, I think the first your first pick is Luka Doncic, right? And then your I second think- pick is probably Jason Tatum. I mean, the other guys that are in the conversation, you got Joel Embiid and you got Nikola Jokic, right? And then you can go into Giannis because obviously age comes into play here. Luka Doncic yes. is 20, 23 years old. Him and Tatum, the two bright young stars, the future of this league. There's no one right now that I would pick over Luka Doncic. Jason Tatum, a close second if I'm starting a franchise. I remember a couple of years ago, it's probably about two years, I was having this debate at uh, my attorney's house down in Tampa. And the argument was, if you could start a franchise, would you start it with Jason Tatum or Anthony Davis? And I was the only person <laughs> that thought Jason Tatum was the piece. Everyone else is like, Anthony's taller. And, you know, he's I was like, listen, I'm going JT. But I will say this, still right now, if I had to start a franchise, I'm taking Giannis. And I think number two, even though he's coming off of a terrible playoff performance, I take KD. Because I think when you put KD in a healthy environment, he's still the best player in the world. I just think that all the drama with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, and you finally get rid of James Harden and that drama, and you get more drama with Ben Simmons, I think that war on Kevin Durant. So I'm not going to get rid of him just yet, but I get what you're selling. And I think if Luka goes on and does what we think he can do, the remainder of the playoffs, then he has a legit argument. But I told Tim this. And I'll tell you, Scott, you're not a superstar, in my opinion, until you play like a superstar on this stage. So Luca and Jason Tatum are well on their way to doing that, but I'm not going to anoint them until we've seen the full product of the 2022 NBA playoffs. Is Let's say we were giving out a Con Smythe trophy for the NBA playoffs. So it's not the finals MVP, 
It's the entire playoffs. Right now, is Luka Doncic the MVP of the NBA playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's more so just because Jason Tatum has had so many others step up and have huge games. You know, whereas... The Al Horford game. We remember that yeah, one. Al Horford, Grant <laughs> Williams, uh, Jalen Brown had a game where I think he went for 30. You know, so I think Boston has a, a really good team. Now, Jason Tatum, what he did in game six and seven versus Milwaukee, I mean, he was unbelievable. So I'm not taking that away from him. But I agree. I would go with Luka right now because, I mean, he's been phenomenal. And, and a lot of those open three-point looks come off of having to double-team Luka, being so concerned with where he's at and trying to prevent him from just annihilating you in one-on-one -on -one situations. You know, it's Luka and it's Jimmy Butler. I think he's the second right now. And, boy, the Heat Think are about this. Jimmy Butler's supposed to be in Philly. Philly decided <laughs> to pay Tobias well, Harris instead of Jimmy Butler. At the end of the day, that's what happened. I think if, if listen, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, if uh, Kawhi, if the, if, the, if the shot doesn't go in, right? If Kawhi's shot doesn't go in, Philly might win an NBA title, and Jimmy they Butler might. might still be on that team. They so, might, especially if uh, KD and uh, Clay are going to get hurt in the uh, finals. And, never forget, Kawhi won a championship because of injury. Yeah, and, and and so you know if that shot you know against the the the, the Sixers goes in, and uh, the Raptors don't it doesn't go in. The Raptors don't win. Um, and then you have, obviously, the Sixers go on to win. We could also play the what-if when it comes to the Sixers draft picks. I mean, the, you could argue the Sixers should be where the Celtics are because Very the true. Sixers took Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons and the Celtics in the same draft, just two picks later at three overall, took Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two of the stars here in the NBA playoffs. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. Coming up next, we'll shift gears, get into Major League Baseball with former big leaguer Cody Decker. I'm sure he's going to have some stuff to say about Sean's Reds bet. Coming up next, this is the Nightcap here on VSIN. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. This is the Nightcap on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. It's time to talk some Major League Baseball as we welcome in former big leaguer and the host of the BetMGM MLB Betting Podcast, Cody Decker, who has some choice words for Sean King that he has been sitting on probably for a week now since his last appearance here <laughs> on the Nightcap which led to one of my favorite screenshots that we've had here on VSIN on the reaction <laughs> to Sean's futures bet on the Cincinnati Reds to win the National League Central. Cody, the floor is yours, my friend. 11 and 27, Sean. There are 11 and 27. <laughs> what did you get the ticket at? Just remind me what you got the ticket at. 550 and 500 to 1. 
Okay, 500 to one. That's wonderful. That you, That is just money that you just gave away when you could have sat here and gone and looked at the Baltimore Orioles Ooh. at plus 100,000. If you're going to pick someone, you might as well pick the 15. Sorry, they just walked off the second place Tampa Bay Rays. 16 win Baltimore Orioles. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your World Series champion. Your $100,000 plus 100,000. Ticket, well, Baltimore Orioles, well, let me, World Series well, let me champion. say this. Out of respect for the fact that we had Adam Jones in studio, <laughs> one of the greatest Baltimore Orioles in history, I will say I actually like the things that the Orioles are doing. The reason that I did not take that ticket is because of the division they play in, and whether it be the Yankees, uh. whether it be the Rays, whether it be the Blue Jays, who kind of underachieving, but they're starting to, to right the ship a little, I don't think they can catch all three. When I look at the NL Central, I think the Brewers are a good team, but they're not a great team. And listen, I'm dealing with the Cubs, the Pirates, and a flawed Cardinals team. So I'm not chasing the same athlete in the Central that I would be chasing in the division that includes probably three, maybe four MLB playoff teams. Okay, (laughs) Sean, there are not four MLB playoff teams in the AL East. Second, well, the Red Sox got the names. They say they're going to get it fixed. They haven't done it so far, but no, I mean, well, it's not well, outside We do of, have the of, expanded of the playoffs realm. this year, so maybe the Red Sox do sneak in as right. one of those extra wild card teams, although Sean, there's a teams there I can take is, above them. Sean and Scott, they're, they're, the, the Reds are already playing in that terrible division. They have been for 40 games playing in that terrible division. They have 11 wins in said terrible division. The Baltimore Orioles have been playing in their kick-ass division. They have 16 wins in their kick-ass division. Based on your actual own logic that you just threw in my face, I'm telling you, it makes no sense. You might as well pick the Orioles, who are a better team in a better division, in a better league. Here's what you're not going to get me to do. You're not going to get me to say anything negative about Baltimore. Back-to-back wins versus the Yankees (laughs) and the Rays. Listen, I hat tip to Baltimore. I think baseball's better when they are competitive, and they're becoming competitive. So I'm happy for them, but they aren't winning that division. On the other hand, just holler at me on August 11th. I gave you a destination point, a date to put on your calendar. It's like if you buy a suit for an event that you have in the fall. Just put it in the closet. Don't think about it. When it's time to go to event, went to the event, go back in your closet and you're going to be really, really happy that you bought the suit when you did. That's what the Reds are. Don't worry about them right now. We're incrementally getting better. Trust me. Cody, I don't know what I'm rooting for more. The uh, Reds to finish in last place in the Central and this ticket to mean nothing. <laughs> or the Reds to actually win the Central and Sean have no idea where he put the ticket. I have them in a safe place because I know I would probably lose them. I actually forgot where my uh, Malik Willis to go number one ticket was. I obviously didn't need it. (laughs) Well, I got a ticket for you. And, Cody, let me get your thoughts on this. Uh, I was looking at the Cy Young market, and with Max Scherzer getting hurt, I think it opens up things a little bit in the National League. A guy that I'm targeting before his start last night, you could have gotten him at 25 to 30 to 1. Zach Gowan of the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is the top pitcher in all of Major League Baseball right now. He allowed one run in his start against the Cubs last night, and that bumped up his ERA to, oh, 1.14. 
He is pitching lights out right now. The wins, he's 3-0 in seven starts, so I get it. A lot of no decisions, but, I mean, you have to agree, wins don't mean as much as they used to, and I think that if there was a time period for a player on a bad team to put up the numbers and advanced numbers good enough to win the Cy Young Award, it's now in this StatCast era that we live in where it doesn't matter if the guy wins 20 games, Cody. Well, you say bad team. This is a team that is hovering right around 500. In fact, one game under 500. Mm -hmm. They're currently playing the Cubs this weekend. So by the end of this weekend, highly doubtful they'll only be one game under 500. They'll probably be a game ahead of 500. This is actually a pretty damn good ball club. In fact, tomorrow I already took out. I'm already getting ready to take a flyer out on Christian Walker homering over in Wrigley. And yeah, Ooh. Zach Gellin's having an unbelievable year. I'm a big fan of him. I love the pickup. I love the improvement that he's had over these last two years. And he has made himself into a bona fide ace. But Cy Young Award winner, here's what it comes down to. Is it out of the realm of possibility, especially in today's day of modern metrics and how we uh, absolutely amplify those numbers and value those numbers? It's possible. But at the end of the day, who's voting for these awards? It's the writers. The writers vote for these awards, just like the MVP award. They vote for that award. Whoever is getting the column space is getting the votes. Zach Gallagher not only plays on a last place team, he also is in Arizona where no one's even paying attention. And again, you're bringing up Zach Gallon's incredible numbers. You're one of 15 people in the United States that even know them. And I'm one of the <laughs> other two 15 that knows that he's that good. Unfortunately, the writers have no clue. Thus, I'm going to take a look at the leaderboard, obviously Cor Corbin Burns, but I took out a flyer at the beginning of the year at 14 to one with Max Freed. And he's certainly sit sitting around right now at 15 to one. He's having an unbelievable start to his year, despite a couple of hiccups early on can I ask you as a former player how important is the coaching aspect of this because and I'm I'm, I'm this is related to Zach Gallon. Brent Strom comes over from Houston and look at the job he did with that pitching staff in Houston now he's in Arizona you got guys Merrill Kelly Zach Gallon, even Mad Bums having a good season how important is the coaching aspect when it comes to a pitching coach and his impact on a team Huge. And here's why a Brent Strom is so great. It's not that he has information or numbers that others don't. We all have the same numbers. We all have the same metrics. We all have the same data that we have to, you know, apply to the game. It's a matter of making it digestible and simple for a player to actually apply, make them make that player understand why it's paramount to them as they're not only just a player on that team, but for their career at large, that making these certain adjustments and making the adjustments possible to make, because every adjustment you make in a major league clubhouse is drastic. Even if it's just minor, you got there for a reason. And now you're asking you to make some drastic judgments at, at the big league level. Brent Strom's just a guy who has the track record that you're going to listen. Look what he did with Garrett Cole. Look what he's gotten out of what he got out of Justin Verlander yeah. when he first came to Houston. And now look what everybody it, Mad Bum looks like 2014 Mad Bum again. <laughs> hey, I need to play for him because he gave Garrett Cole that little sandpaper and he got uh, <laughs> Verlander with Kate Hudson. So he's doing big things. <laughs> but sticking with the uh, Diamondbacks Cubs, I mean, what happened today? The Diamondbacks looked like they were playing in a uh, MLB All-Star game. Was the wind it was twenty-six mile per hour wind, Sean. The wind was. I mean, it was. It was the twenty-six, twenty-seven mile per hour winds blowing out to center field. Of course, the ball was going to travel. But it in wasn't fact, doing even, that even for a the home Cubs run. guys. 
Oh, well, yeah, well, that's because the Cubs guys just got no pop. Although Patrick Winston hit a, hit a bomb today. Patrick <laughs> Winston's got some pop. So to say, but at the end of the day, I don't know. I, there was even a pitch that even uh, Kyle Hendricks gave up, curveball to uh, uh, Jose Peralta. That was a good, good curveball. Jose Peralta got caught out on his front foot, definitely made a great adjustment and swing, but he made a ball that would have probably been on a normal day and on the other field, probably been a routine flyout, probably deep to center field. This ball went like 12 rows deep, and yeah, they even showed <laughs> Photographic mid-game that the wind changed in the third inning drastically, and you can hit the ball to left field and get 20 extra feet, or hit a ball to center field and they estimated 15 extra feet. Cody, we've got about a minute left. Uh, Aaron Judge worth 900 million dollars? Mm, yeah, he, give him a planet, give him a galaxy. If he stays healthy, wow. give him whatever he wants. Antarctica, give it to him. <laughs> you want to talk about a guy betting on himself, right? Uh, if the Yankees, uh, if the Yankees don't pay him, you know, Steve Cohen over at the Mets will certainly give him some money. And right now, hard to argue with anybody else as the American League most valuable player. It's going to be a risk because this guy gets hurt all the time, but I'm rooting for him because hell, man, baseball's better when Aaron Judge is healthy. Cody, you're the best man. Appreciate the time and the conversation as always. Go Reds. Scott, Sean, <laughs> I am the best. Thank you. <laughs> Cody Decker, the BetMGM MLB podcast. Great work for Odyssey. Uh, hey, Scott, talking before Major we go to break, baseball. hey, he secretly went and got a Reds ticket. He just don't want to admit Oh, uh, you think he did that? You know what? Yeah, he yeah. probably did for FOMO reasons, right? Because if it wins, he doesn't want to be sitting on the sidelines watching you count all your money and him Facts. saying, you know, oh, I, I ripped Sean for doing this bet. No, he secretly <laughs> wants to put that money in his pocket as well. I'm Scott Sattenberg, in for Tim Murray. He's Sean King. This is the Nightcap right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
<laughs> I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at vsin.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it. 
including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Scott Seidenberg back here. It's the it's not the look ahead. That's my show. This is the nightcap <laughs> on a Friday night. I'm in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sean, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes have just closed out a game two victory over the New York Rangers, much to my chagrin. 2 nothing. the final after they get the empty netter. That is the second straight game in this series to go under. This just feels like an under series between these two teams. You know what's amazing is the second round of, or the first round of the NHL playoffs, mm-hmm. it was almost like just bet, bet, the, bet the over blindly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it only took one period in most of the games, but... I mean, this second round, I mean, outside of, you know, the football game that they played in Calgary, I mean, the games have been playing, you know, fairly low. I mean, if you'd have told me that Florida and Tampa could combine in two games and not go over six and a half, I'd have been like, man, he's smoking a funny cigarette, man. You better get some regular ones. But I don't know if teams are are playing a little more cautious, if uh, the defenders or the defensive schemes are just a little more – in tune with what they're supposed to be doing, but these have been some some low-scoring games. Well, I and- think also, Sean, is these are the better teams, right? True. As we progress throughout the playoffs, the better teams are winning out. So that's the better goaltending. It's the better just overall team defense. And, yeah, the games obviously mean more. Not that they mean any less in the first round, but these are the pressure situations. I think one of the interesting nuggets here is first-period unders After this Rangers game goes under with a 0-0 first period, first period unders in the playoffs are on a 19-3 run. Yes, you heard that correctly. That is, let's do the math, 19, 20, 21, 22. I don't have to take my shoes off for this one. So 19 out of 22 of the last 22 games have gone under the first period total of a goal and a half. This is a machine that you just got to keep riding, right? It, I, I think so, but I will say this. You know, we always talk about things regressing back to the norm, and I'll be interested. Have you picked up on this as well? I've seen more pucks hit the frame of the goal post, mm. I mean, of the goal, than I ever have in my life. So, I, I mean, hockey's such a game of inches, and, I mean, these are some of the best, you know, most skilled, creative scores in the world that are doing this, and, and they're shooting, and the puck's bouncing off the, the goal post. So I think if some of those shots ultimately end up finding the back of the net, you know, we might see it start trend more to the over. But I'm with you, and this goes back to all of the game sevens in the first round. I mean, this first period under is something to really look at. Yeah, that's something, and and it's usually a feeling out process. I think if you get a goal early, then maybe the floodgates open up a bit, but uh, we're seeing at most one goal in these first periods, and a lot of the times it's been a 0-0 score after the first period. You mentioned it regressing. I mean, overs still lead in the playoffs. Now after this Rangers game, 32-24-2. and two. So mm-hmm. the overs are still leading. However, in this round, 
I believe we're at now six and one to the under. Uh, obviously, this uh, Oilers um, Flames game one was a very, very high uh, over total. But yesterday, it was 2-1-4-1 between the Lightning Panthers and the Blues Avalanche. On Wednesday, 2-1 in the Ranger game, the the 9-6 game in the the Flames-Oilers. And then on Tuesday, 4-1 in the Panthers and 3-2 in the Blues. So 6-1 to the under in this round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Not just the first period, whole games. So I have a question for you, and I truly think the Rangers are done. I just think when they lost that lead late in game one, Mm. I just felt like something came out of their sails. Um, but the interesting series for me is St. Louis and Colorado. You know, St. Louis, you know, I don't know if everybody remembers this. They won the Stanley Cup in 2019, and a lot of it was because of Jordan Bennington, their goalie. And uh, right now, the Avs are getting goalied. I mean, he has been <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, he's in God mode. Uh, is this sustainable? Can St. Louis pull this upset? I mean, this would be one of the biggest upsets in the last decade in playoff hockey. Because when you talk to people around the sport, it's been like a foregone conclusion that at worst, Colorado is going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. So this is something that I, I've talked about before on my show. And it's at what point does the pressure start to kick in for the Colorado Avalanche? Because this is a team that has, for the last one, two, three, four, five years, been one of the best teams, if not the best team, in the NHL for the last five seasons. Like, the average points per season, all that stuff, if you count the COVID-shortened years and you, you, you prorate it, whatever. 27-2018 lost in the first round. And then each of the last three seasons have been eliminated in the second round of the playoffs. So much has been talked about their early postseason failures that I loved this team to sweep in the first round because watching these games, reading the reports, that's all they talked about was erasing all of the, 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 the bad juju from postseason's past. If they lose game three on Saturday, and now trail two games to one, Sean, people are going to start to bring up previous season failures to these players. And that's the last thing you want to hear as a player is talk about your failures in the past. And and Scott, to put an exclamation point on that, you've already seen it happen with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. I mean, there was so much pressure on them because they've kind of been this offensive juggernaut that gets in the first round of the playoffs and, and just doesn't get it done. It ultimately costs everybody their job. I think they fired the GM, the head coach, the bench coaches, the security guard. <laughs> they fired everybody. <laughs> but Colorado's going to be in a very, very similar place, and I'm with you. And I wondered after the first round, because they caught the uh, Nashville Predators without Soros, very easy series for them. Everyone else kind of got tested. You know, Blues had to beat a very, very good wild team. You know, the Lightning went seven uh, against the Maple Leafs. Like, Calgary was expected to walk over the Stars, and the Stars gave them everything they could handle Mm -hmm. and more. And meanwhile, Colorado was just sitting there chilling, and I don't think they were prepared for the intensity that the Blues have. And the Blues championship pedigree is starting to kind of showcase itself. And I'm with you. 
You know, if if St. Louis wins this game Saturday, and I think they're very capable of doing it, I mean, Colorado's going to start, you know, really trying to figure out what's going on here. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. I still say this, Scott, and I'd love your opinion. I still think if Braden Point is is able to come back mm-hmm. and Stamkos, this is why I think the Lightning winning in four or five is really important. Unlike Colorado, the Lightning, I think, look tired at times. They need the extra day's rest. So I think it's very important for the Lightning to close this game out either in four or five, this series out either in four or five against the Panthers because if they can get healthy, I mean, you can't tell me that you wouldn't want to have Lightning stock going into the Eastern Finals and potentially a Stanley Cup minus Colorado. This is, I mean, it's the run that the Lightning are on is is absolutely incredible. It's something we haven't seen in a long time. They go ahead and win a third straight Stanley Cup. John Cooper writes his ticket into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's been and he's bringing un- a lot of players with him. It's been an unbelievable <laughs> run. Uh, first period over, maybe in jeopardy. It's a one nothing Flames, uh, 14 minutes to go in the first period in Calgary. This would be the series that, like, I wouldn't play this whole yeah, first yeah, period under say, the Just thing. in case you're watching <laughs> or listening, yeah, I probably wouldn't do anything that, that says under. By the way, what was the pre-flop total? Six and a half. It didn't even go up to seven. I don't believe it went up to seven. Wow. Um, yeah, six and a half. And I think six and a half might have been juiced. So, And you know what's amazing about this game, about this series? If there ever was a series that I thought would be low scoring, it's this one because of no. all the angst. and But just because Mm-mm. of the angst and hatred in that Alberta community but, between but the two organizations. My whole thought was that Calgary was going to be just smiling ear to ear because coming off of a series against Dallas where they had no room to breathe from blue line to blue line, they get an Oilers team that just says, here you go. Yep, <laughs> Open true. ice. Let's go. <laughs> Let's talk up. Oh, and it's 2-0 Calgary. Let's talk NBA playoffs. Coming up next, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, joins us here on the Nightcap on VSIN. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.